All right, welcome everybody. It's July 23rd, and thank you for joining us on another episode here. I'm joined as always by Perry. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Management Clock to get entered for your chance to win an autographed Le'Veon Bell jersey. Again, that's at Management Clock on Twitter. Also, make sure you go check out our friends over at Shop Culture. They do a variety podcast through Facebook. Uh, they cover a, a bunch of different subjects. They do it the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Uh, it's really a lot of fun to watch. Uh, check them out and uh, give them a like and a follow there on Facebook. Uh, now let's get into the show. This is Clock Management. All right, Perry, you want to get us started with a little bit of news here? Absolutely. Uh, so the first piece of news is uh, the big news. Uh, it's Tyreek Hill. We talked about it last week, and of course the news broke immediately after we were done. But uh, the news is no suspension uh, for Tyreek Hill. Um, that's after reports of a possible four-game suspension. Uh, Justin, you thought it could be a full year. Uh, yeah. This is really surprising to me. It's uh, you know NFL just so inconsistent with these rulings. Uh, you get yeah. players that get two-week suspensions. You get players that out for a lifetime ban, and then you get you know stuff like this. Uh, it's great for your fantasy team if you you own them in any way. And you know with this type of stuff, we're here to talk about the fantasy implications. So we're not going to get into all the your person like personal feelings on it and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I wish they'd be more consistent so we could predict stuff like this. But oh well. Um, Speaking of the fantasy implications, I think there's three guys that are really affected by this. Uh, apart from Patrick Mahomes, I, I think he's happy. But um, the number one guy I wanted to talk about was Sammy Watkins. I think Sammy Watkins was never going to be the guy. I think Travis Kelsey would have been the number one guy those first four weeks uh, had Hill been suspended. But um, I think it hurts Sammy Watkins a little bit. Um, what do you think? Are you you picking up Sammy Watkins? No, yeah, to me, this just makes uh, Sammy Watkins completely irrelevant in fantasy. Uh, he's going to have weeks where he puts up, you know, gets a couple touchdowns, something like that. But predicting those weeks uh, is just going to be impossible, and you're not going to want him on your team uh, in the meantime. I I don't know if I'd call him irrelevant. I guess I would say that if you needed a bye week start, uh, if you're in a deep, deeper, you know, 12, like 12 team league, maybe not. But if you're in one of those like 14 or 16 team leagues, I think he, he could be started. But yeah, uh, my, like I, I agree with you. So he's gonna he's gonna be on people's teams. My point is, I'm not going for him. Uh, there's other people who are gonna be getting drafted in that same area as him that I would rather have than him. Sure, sure. Um, the other guy is uh, Travis Kelsey, like we mentioned. I don't think this affects Travis Kelsey almost at all. Uh, I guess maybe he could have gotten a little more, a few more looks in those first few weeks. But Travis Kelsey performed very well with Tyreek Hill in the lineup last season. I think they are both wonderful starts. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have another excellent year. Um, and then the other guy is Michael Hartman. Uh, I think this hurts Michael Hartman a lot. I think he's probably not going to see the field a whole lot. Uh, certainly not as a starter. Um, I think he's a he's a big talent, but. He's behind Tyreek Hill, who's not moving. Uh, and I, I do think Sammy Watkins is probably better at this point. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, Hartman should be owned in maybe uh, a dynasty league. But other than that, I, I don't think you should expect him to put up any numbers for you. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with Watkins. As much as I, I was just talking bad about having Watkins on your team, uh, yeah, he's still the better uh, player and the better scheme fit as that possession uh, wide receiver. Uh, that's just not Miko's game, so he's sure. not going to see the field. Yeah. So, Justin, where uh, where would you draft Hill right now, now that we know he's playing oh, all man. 16? Ooh, uh, I would uh, be going for Hill. I He's a first-round pick for me. Uh, really? Yeah, he's he's probably I I really need to you know look at the numbers and stuff, but I'd say he's probably my my I'm gonna say third wide receiver. He's probably number five or six for me, to be honest with you. I think he's fantastic. I do think he's a little volatile though. I think you can kind of get a little boom bust from him sometimes. Um, so I think. Boom. That, that boom, boom, baby. It, it's a big boom. <laughs> uh, I think I would take Julio ahead of him. I would take uh, DeAndre Hopkins ahead of him. I would take Devontae Adams ahead of him. Um, I may even take Odell Beckham ahead of him. Uh, that's kind of where he falls with me is Odell Beckham, Tyreek Hill kind of situation. But I would definitely take Julio over him. I, for me, it's just Hopkins and Adams and then, then Tyreek. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, great. So then... Uh, the next piece of thing news I want to talk about was training camp. It's officially opened. Football season is here, Justin. <laughs> we did it. We made it. We made it. What yeah. should we be doing? Uh, well, I mean, I'm starting to open my presents, look at these ADPs, uh, yeah. find the gems. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, exactly. This is a good time of year for us. Uh, things starting to pick up a lot around here. So it, this, it doesn't get too much better than this until draft. Yeah, draft. draft. It's all a build-up till draft right now. Basically, guys, what you should be doing is just mock drafting. Continue to mock draft. Um, I know it's still a little early for some people, but do one or two a week. You do it on Fantasy Pros or something like that, and it takes 15 minutes you know, just to do mock draft. And you really get an understanding of where, where people are going. Um, and then other than that, just start listening to those beat writers, watching for injuries, watching for... Things that are going well, things that are going poorly with teams. Or you it's could all... do none of that and just listen to our podcast. <laughs> Dan, he's we right. we will do all of that for you. He's right. He's right. Okay. Uh, so on the news of training camp, of course, injuries come up. One injury we got to talk about uh, is kind of a big one. Julian Edelman, uh, he's going to miss about three weeks of training camp. Reports say that it's a sprained thumb that he sustained while catching the football. Personally, I think they're being uh, probably just a little precautious, uh, a little cautious, precaution, cautious uh, with it. Had it been the playoffs, he definitely, I think, would have been playing. Uh, what do you think? You worried about Julian Edelman? I just think precautions better than post caution, you know? So, <laughs> uh, this guy. <laughs> Uh, but no, like uh, Edelman, I'm not too worried about. Uh, they're going to rest him just because his age, and uh, he's going to be ready to go, and he's going to deliver. He does it year after year. We'll see if he could stay healthy the whole year. That's uh, my concern with him, how long he'll last. But he's going to start the year ready to go, and he's going to do great for fantasy teams uh, while he's while he's out there on the field. Yeah, I think something this is really good for, or person that's really good for, is uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, rookie wide receiver for New England. New England's notoriously difficult for uh, an offense to understand for a young player or even a new player. 
I think you could ask somebody like Josh Gordon about that. Josh Gordon obviously is a very great football player. I think he has a good football mind, but even he came in there and and admittedly struggled with learning that playbook. So um, basically this will give him three weeks to run with the the offense and and work with Tom Brady. I think this is great for Nikhil Harry. I think he should be owned in Dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, this is just going to help him to get up to that NFL speed under someone like Tom Brady, like he he's a great coach. He coaches those players up. You mean Bill Belichick? No, no, Tom Brady. Oh, like, okay. He the wide receivers. He coaches oh, okay, them up. okay, I got you. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> Damn, I thought I caught you in one. Darn no, okay. I was uh, actually just talking at work. Like, I really want Tom Brady to retire so I can actually see if Bill Belichick is a great coach or if he just has Tom Brady. I think he's a great coach. I, I think so too, but yeah. he also has Tom Brady. <laughs> he does. He does. Okay, so uh, another few small pieces of news: uh, Cowboys have cut Alan Hearns after one year. He broke his leg uh, at the end of last year. It's unfortunate for him. Vikings cornerback Holton Hill. Uh, apparently, this guy is collecting suspensions this uh, this season. He yeah, just the added, stocks are really low on those right now. Like, you know, you got to get them while they're cheap. So apparently, he, yeah, it's a smart move on his part. This guy knows something that I don't. Uh, he just <laughs> added four games on to the four that he already uh, had. Uh, this one is from substance abuse. The previous one is from performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, he doubled down. He doubled down. Uh, so that good for him, I guess. Right. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Boyd, my boy, you all heard my bold prediction, number one receiver there in Cincinnati, just got a four-year, $43 million extension. Are you as excited as I am? Um, No. I'm excited. I just know that I'm not as excited as you are because I know how much you love Tyler Boyd. Correct. (laughs) All right. Uh, Also, and then we got uh, some news that nobody cares about as well. Oh, yeah. First, let's take a moment, everybody. And just appreciate the man, Mark Buttfumble Sanchez, has finally retired. He's going to be uh, joining ESPN. I think we're losing something here, guys. I think that was long enough to wait for that moment of silence. So now, (laughs) also, Tom Brady jumped off of a cliff with his daughter. It's all over the news. Uh, Again, nobody cares. So let's get into some uh, football here, Perry. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to do our the same thing we did last week with our picks, uh, choosing uh, what would... Uh, For divisions. Well, yeah, division. We're doing the Eastern divisions, uh, so NFC and AFC, picking a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. You can only pick one per team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we decided to do the East this one, and that is... Not as easy as you might think. <laughs> it, it's a big oof. It's a yeah. big oof there in the East. There's some obvious picks, and then there's some oh no's. Uh, there's some oh no teams. Yeah. Let's, let's be clear. That's uh, I'll, true. Yeah. Well, I'll, let me just kick it off here. We'll start at the top with quarterback. Uh, kind of a surprising one. You and I were talking before. I went with Ryan Fitzmagic uh, out there in, uh, in Miami. You know, the guy can do it. You can do, do it. You believe in magic. I do believe in magic. <laughs> you know, he can do it. He's done it before. He's yeah. also not done it before. But 
but I went with Ryan Fitzpatrick mostly because I didn't want to touch a single wide receiver on that team. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went with a guy who has not done it before. I went with uh, Josh Allen. I do believe he is going to do it this season a lot better than a lot of these other guys, uh, quarterbacks on these teams. Uh, and also, I couldn't pick a quarterback on a few of these teams just because I needed other players on those teams. Yeah. Hey, Josh Allen's a great player. I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. So, Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll look at running backs now. Uh, my first running back I took was Zeke from the Cowboys. I think it's an obvious pick. Uh, in standard, I think he's he's the number one overall draft pick. Yeah, actually, I have him as my number one in all three formats. Uh, That's which not I crazy. Know, yeah, a lot of people don't, but uh, yeah, I do. So take that. Yeah. Did you also take him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd be crazy not to. Yeah. I, I feel like both these running backs are just obvious. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Obviously, the second running back is going to be Saquon. Absolutely. Saquon Barkley's a monster. Uh, I am. Did you consider taking Eli Manning as your quarterback instead, though? Uh, just to make you laugh. <laughs> I would have appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, I think Saquon should expect a little regression this year on a really bad offense, but I don't think it's going to affect his ranking all that much. I think he's. Yeah. if you get Saquon Barkley, you should be happy. Yeah, that's literally the only reason I don't have him ahead of Zeke is because of uh, that offense. If he, if he's on a good team, he is by and by far the best draft pick this year. The guy is unbelievably talented. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so we actually agreed on our next pick as well on the first wide receiver. Uh, and we went with uh, New England for the team. So we chose. We both uh, went with Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about his injury. I'm not too concerned. He's the number one receiver on a Tom Brady team. I, we all saw what he did in the Super Bowl. I actually have a funny story about the Super Bowl. I went to a friend's house to watch it. During warm-ups, they were showing Julian Edelman warming up. I yelled across the room, hey, Ben, that guy's going to win the Super Bowl MVP. He basically told me to shut up. I was right. I, I like Julian Edelman. The guy's a he's a player. Uh, and then so your the second wide receiver. Who do you go with? We this one we uh, started to differ on. This is where it gets rough, everybody. I want, <laughs> I want everybody to hold on tight. Okay, that team out there in Washington, Washington D.C. That is, I went with Josh Doxson. Oh, okay, they, they do still have a team, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. Uh, Josh Doxson. The only reason I went with Josh Doxson. It's because he was the best player on that really bad team. He's still not very good. So don't own Redskins this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I couldn't bring myself to do to do that. Uh, you'll, you'll understand more in a pick or two why uh, Perry chose to do that. But uh, I went with uh, Robbie Anderson over on the Jets. So that was, uh, that was a hard, hard choice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I decided to go with him, which... Obviously gave up uh, a pick later here. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in the flex. Uh, well, let's Ty, just do, let's do the flex now. Okay. And, yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. So the flex we got. Uh, oh, go ahead, Perry. Yeah. yeah. So I took Le- I took Le'Veon Bell on the flex. I mean, I looked at Josh Doxson and obviously he's a write-off for me. I don't really care. But if I were to have Le'Veon Bell making up for it, then that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and then I went with uh, Kenyon Drake down in Miami. 
which so I'm just banking on the combination of Kenyon Drake and Anderson outperforming the combination of uh, Le'Veon Bell and who who was that guy that the Josh Doxson yeah yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah so. Uh, that's who I got for my flex. Uh, tight end. We both went with a tight end. We will not be talking about on on. Oh, actually, that's I take true. that back. We will not be talking about why you should draft this tight end on this show. Okay. Uh, so we went with uh, we both went with Zach Ertz, and uh, he's the obvious pick there. I think he's a a great tight end, and I mean he's. I, I think he's a fantastic player. I think best I, player on that team. Probably. I mean, yeah. I, I think you could make an argument there. Um, I Probably the second best tight end in the league, I guess, yeah. if you looked at everything. But Yeah, uh, that's where I know, got him. We'll talk about him more later. Um, and then for my defense, I took the Bills. The Bills yeah. defense. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about the Bills defense. Yeah. And I, I took the, the Washington team. Yeah, we don't need to talk about them. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on from there. Let's get into these tight ends. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, is the tight end show, guys. Uh, Justin and I have picked, hand-picked four tight ends each to talk about. Um, they're not in any particular order. We like some of them. We dislike some of them. Uh, some of them, it's based on ADP. Some of them, it's based on, on the actual player. So we'll go over them uh, one at a time here. I think... Something to uh, note about tight end, it's a very volatile position in fantasy football. If you have a good one, it could propel you into the playoffs uh, because it's a position that scoring a lot in this position, not everybody's able to do it. There's just not enough tight ends in the league. Uh, If you spend a high-end draft pick, though, on a tight end and then that tight end gets injured, that's a huge investment that is now not on the field. So that's something that we consider when we're talking about tight ends. Yeah, I, I'm a, a bit big advocate for uh, picking a late tight end, uh, just because the value you can get for other positions. And like Perry said, that tight end doesn't perform, and you basically just lost out on two positions. Uh, so I'll take that shot on a late tight end because every year there's a, a handful of tight ends that are drafted or that are outside the the top, you know, ranked tight ends on ADP that are a tight end one. Yeah. And being a tight end one isn't isn't that big of a deal, right? Basically, if you're not getting one of these top, top, top guys, you're just hoping for a touchdown. You're hoping for six receptions, something like that. Um, so it's a weird position. It's not it's not a very fun position to to draft for, but I, I don't know. I had, I had fun researching these guys. So. Oh yeah, want... this this was actually a lot more fun than I thought it'd be. I wasn't super excited about doing a tight end show, uh, and as I dug into these stats, like I felt like I found a lot of hidden gems. Uh, I'm gonna kick it off, Perry, just because I want to yeah. get straight into this first tight end that I know we disagree on. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first tight end is uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, <laughs> You can see, you can hear the disappointment in Perry's silence. Uh, so Jordan Reed is a tight end one in 49% of games he has played. Uh, again, that's games he has played because he is known to not play in games. Uh, that's higher percent than Ertz or Hunter Henry. 
Like, he's a great tight end when he's on the field. Obvious health scare. Uh, he gets injured all the time. That sucks. But you pick him up. He's healthy right now. You play him, and you ride him into the ground until he gets injured. And then you pick up any one of these other tight ends we got on this show that aren't being drafted. And you continue to ride, you know, that that high horse, you know, that's going to win you games. He's going to win you games. He played 13 games last year, which was the highest he's played in quite some time. So it's the healthiest he's been, which, I mean, isn't great. But still, like I said, tight end one in 49%. Uh, last year, his touchdown saw a huge decrease from his norm. So I expect that to actually rebound. And he's he's going to you know, outperform his ADP, which is undrafted. So it's hard not to outperform that. Uh, but you got to just trust the process with those touchdowns. Touchdowns will come. You get enough receptions, they're going to start coming. You can't predict them. So when you see an outlier like that, that's that's the type of player I love, that you see that small touchdown per reception uh, last from the previous year. I'm going to trust that that you're going to see positive regression there. Um, who's throwing Jordan Reed the ball? Uh, it doesn't matter because he's the most talented person on that field. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Jordan Reed. I'm, I'm sorry. I just can't, I can't agree on Jordan Reed. Uh, you talked about his touchdowns. Here's touchdown totals for every season of his career. Three, zero, 11, six, two, and two. It just, I just don't see where, how, where he would fit in in my draft at any point. There's Your people that pick. I'm, well, I'm, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm going to talk about guys today that I can get my last pick too, that, that I would take over Jordan Reed. If I knew that Jordan Reed was going to be healthy all, all season, I agree with you 100%, but he's never played a full season in his career. Are you keeping your tight end past their bye week? Probably not. It depends. I mean, it depends on what tight end you have, right? Yeah, so. if you have Jordan Reed, you're not. <laughs> if you have in most tight ends that you're going to draft at the end, you're not. So that's why I'm fine with that. I'm not trying to keep him all year round. That's I'm trying to help him get me to that bye week, hopefully stay healthy to there. I guess I agree with you in, in the the practice of drafting him where you, you are because you don't care about dro dropping him. I agree with that. And the upside, I guess is, is real uh, with Jordan Reed. We've seen it, uh, but I just, it's, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I, I'll say that. I hope I'm <laughs> wrong. Oh. And also with, uh, he does have like a lack of uh, talent at the QB there. Obviously, uh, but usually when you have that, those are the players that like to home in on their tight end. It's like their safety blanket. That's true. I, if anybody's wondering, it is Colt McCoy throwing the football. <laughs> I mean, we'll see Colt week one. McCoy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Enough There's about Jordan. Plenty Reed. of time for him to lose that job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the other end of the spectrum here. We're gonna talk about Zach Ertz. I already, we already teased this earlier on in the show. Uh, I just want to talk about Zach Ertz uh, really bad. Uh, I love Zach Ertz. I think he's a really good player, but his current ADP is late second round. That is really high. Uh, I'm not okay with drafting Zach Ertz in the second round. That means you're giving up on a potential top 10 running back, top 10 receiver, 
uh, or a tight end. So I think that Zach Ertz is probably going to see a little bit of regression this year, basically because of the insane target and reception numbers that he had last year. In 2018, Zach Ertz had 116 receptions on 156 targets. 156 targets. That's elite wide receiver numbers. Um, that's like closing in on Juju Smith-Schuster, on Antonio Brown. That's crazy for a tight end. I just don't see that happening again. I think that we could probably see something uh, closer to around 130 to 135 targets this season, which is a pretty large regression in targets, and then maybe around 95 receptions. I have him pegged right around 1,000 yards, which is uh, about almost 200 less than he had last season. I He did have eight touchdowns last season, which I, I could see him uh, returning to the eight-touchdown mark again. Uh, but with the reduced number of receptions, it just it just doesn't make sense taking him in the second round. What do you think? No, yeah, I'm completely on board with this. <clears throat> again, like I think uh, drafting uh, one of those top tight ends just isn't worth it. Uh, by their ADP alone. Um, the only one I really see an argument for is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely like I, that. It's just not worth that about what you're dropping for him. Like, like you said, he's approaching the numbers of a Juju and you have to choose him over Juju. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's like, a really good. Example. How does that make sense? Um, so I know I might catch some grief for saying this, but uh, he could easily finish finish the season the number one tight end. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. And I might be putting my foot in my my mouth by the end of the year, but I'm not taking him until the fourth round. That's the only time. That's that's at the point where I would consider taking Zacherts. And even then, it's all about roster construction, and that's when I make that choice. Uh, so that's my that's my uh, take on Zacherts. Great player should be owned, just not with your second pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get into uh, another player here, another one of those top ones that you know we we're just speaking about. So George Kittle, um, he's another one of those players going way too high. Uh, at first glance, you might think you know Kittle's going to have an even better year this year than last year on an improved offense with you know better quarterback play. Uh, but with that better quarterback play, as I mentioned before, these uh, le- like less experienced quarterbacks tend to hone in on their uh, tight ends and like hyper-target them. So uh, Kittle, I, I don't expect him to get as many targets. It's going to get spread around the field as much. Uh, Perry was talking about how much uh, Ertz was targeted. Kittle was second right behind him. He had 26% of the team's target share last year. Uh, that's a huge amount for the tight end position and a team playing from behind as well for almost every game. That's not going to be the case this year with that better offense. So you're going to see less targets this year uh, than last year. And then he, he played the year before that. I don't know if anyone's aware of this. Uh, He doubled every one of his stats and tripled uh, his uh, touchdowns. So don't, like look at that as like, oh, he's going to continue this. You're going to see some regression there. I'm not saying he's going back to those stats, but you're going to see some regression. He's a great player. Uh, I'm not saying like he's a horrible player. Don't draft him. I'm saying don't draft him at his current ADP. 
it, it's just not worth it. Like if you're if if you're drafting him at his current ADP, you're skipping out on people like Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, uh, Leonard Fournette, and Damian Williams. Like that, those are people going right around him, and he's not worth that value. You're gonna you're gonna lose that and pick, have to get a running back that is should be in your flex spot. Yeah, I I will say. Um... I think George Kittle is definitely going to see some regression. I think the regression is going to probably show up, like you said, in the targets and then also in the yards. I don't think he's going to break 1,300 yards again this season. Um, I just don't see it happening. I will say oh, that – Quick quick note. Uh, I said he tripled his touchdown numbers. Or he doubled his touchdowns. He tripled his yards from the year before. Okay. Yeah, he had five, t- five receiving touchdowns last season. I could see that number actually going up. Uh, yeah. But the, but the yards going down – um, again, George Kittle, maybe fourth or fifth, fifth round probably is, is what I would be really happy to get George Kittle in the fifth round. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like for him again, like I could see Ertz finishing as the number one tight end, but I'm not drafting either one of them before the fifth. And I wouldn't draft uh Reed until the fourth. And I know I'm not getting that. So Reed. Yeah. Or sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I told you we're done with Jordan Reed, Justin. <laughs> I'm drafting him in the fourth. You can't stop me. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm sorry. I meant, um, oh, shoot. Help me out here. Kittle? Ertz? No, one more. Kelsey? Kelsey. There we go. Red yeah. team. <laughs> uh, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm, I want to draft him before the third. So yeah. Third or fourth. Like back into the third, front end of the fourth. I, I would personally love Travis Kelsey in the third, but. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So next, uh, next tight end I want to talk about. Man, I am. I'm really setting myself up here. If we had followers on Twitter, they would hate me. Uh, so Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy Graham uh, is the next tight end I want to talk about. No, He's we just gained all of the followers from from the Packers. They're all yeah. now following us. Come on, guys. Come on in right here. Uh, and, and all of the Seattle followers just stopped following us. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy Graham, ADP in the 17th round, which means he's free, uh, completely free. Uh, I know we've been down this road with Jimmy Graham before, uh, but when it comes to Jimmy Graham, we just need to at least look down this road one more time. The talent's there. It's just like you were saying with Jordan Reed. The talent is there. He had one catastrophic injury, an injury that most guys shouldn't come back from, and he did, and he had a very good season in Seattle. Um, the 2017 season in Seattle was his best season there. He had 57 receptions on 96 targets, 10 touchdowns. That's great. If I'm getting those numbers from my tight end that I'm taking in the 17th round, I'm very happy. Now, a lot of you are looking at last season, 2018 and saying, well, he was terrible, right? The fact is he had 55 receptions on 89 targets for two touchdowns. Okay. It was Aaron Rodgers' worst year as a professional, okay? There is no way that a healthy Jimmy Graham ends this season with just two touchdowns. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. He had he had the targets. He had the receptions. It was just the touchdowns he was missing, or else he, he would have repeated, basically, the 2017 season in Seattle. He had the sixth most targets by a tight end last year, if you can believe that. People that had less targets than him, Austin Hooper, Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Vance McDonald, Evan Ingram. 
These are all tar. That's more uh, targets. Or, or sorry, Jimmy Graham had more targets than all those guys, and we're drafting all those guys way ahead, light years, light years ahead of him. Uh, I I'm not saying that you should reach up and grab Jimmy Graham in some ridiculous round, but it, you know what? If you if your guy doesn't fall to you, in whatever round you're hoping to get him, fine, just sit on it and take Jimmy Graham later. I really think you're going to be happy with it. If I get if we can get double digit touchdowns out of a guy in the seventeenth round, I'm I'm completely happy. I, I think that I that would that would probably uh, put you in the playoffs considering what you didn't have to give up to get a, a tight end earlier. Absolutely. And I think the best argument for Jimmy Graham is Aaron Rodgers. No yes. one is predicting Aaron Rodgers to n- not like have positive regression from last year. Like everyone expects a big bounce back from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If you expect that, then you have to expect that from Jimmy Graham as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, this is actually my favorite pick uh, from either one of us. Like uh, I, I was telling Perry before, I, I, I was I wanted to talk about this guy as well. So when I saw he was talking about him, I'm like, oh man. But uh, yeah, it's a great pick. Like this is my favorite guy on, on this list. Uh, ADP, uh, you know, in consideration, He's obviously. He's free. Uh, so my next guy I'm going to talk about is, uh, Evan Ingram. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, Sean Rivera from, uh, Twitter. He asked if, uh, we would talk about this guy. So I will kindly oblige. Uh, yeah. So OBJ averaged over 140 targets, uh, a season during his time there. Uh, those targets are gone. Golden Tate is not receiving 140 balls a year. Like that that's not no one is expecting that. He's not being drafted there. So those targets have to go somewhere. They're not all going I'm not saying that Evan Ingram's getting 140 targets. I'm saying he's going to get a he's going to get a share of those targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that increased production, uh he's he's going to benefit from it. And Eli loves his short passes. He loves those five, 10 yard passes, especially like getting the later, later into his career. He leans on those and the, the horrible offensive line play, uh, which is why I don't like Saquon as much as Zeke this year. Uh, it forces you to throw short. You don't have time in the pocket to allow a receiver to go downfield. Uh, they don't have a player who can stretch that field like at a quick rate either. They don't have a Tyreek Hill who can just sprint down that field and get there in no time. So he's going to be throwing the ball short. Uh, and the tight end's a great position for that. You get mismatches there. So uh, I, I just really look for him to to have that. Uh, he had, again, low touchdowns compared to his uh, catches last year. Uh that's something that I like to look for in especially tight ends. Uh, despite like that poor offense in New York, he's going right around the fifth round right now, and I've seen him fall as low as uh, the seventh round. I just think he's a he's a steal there anywhere past the fifth round. Like you get him in the sixth, seventh round, and and that's great. I'm not drafting him in the fifth round. Again, I'm not big on tight ends. But you'll watch as those other tight ends get drafted, those top three, four, you're going to watch him fall down from that ADP. And and if you see him fall down there, go ahead and grab him and feel great about it. Pop a bottle of champagne. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Evan Ingram this year. I, I think 
if you get Evan Ingram a little later than what he's currently going at, you're getting a steal in the draft. Uh, I like what you said about the targets coming from OBJ. It's the same conversation that we're having in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown's targets. Where are they going to go? We'll talk about that later. Uh, but again, we're like the, the targets have to go somewhere. I understand that Eli Manning is Eli Manning, and he's this joke that we like to make all the time. But he's won two Super Bowls. The guy can throw a football. That's got to go somewhere. Evan Ingram is going to be the best uh, best receiver on that team. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you okay. want to get into that? Uh, yeah. Into that Pittsburgh talk. Yeah. So. Uh, good segue here. Uh, my next guy is Vance McDonald. Uh, Vance is a man. Uh, Vance is the tight end that I'm targeting this year, big time, uh, which means our buddy Joel will probably steal him from me. Shout out to Joel. Uh, hashtag but, Joel Brenner. Hashtag Joel Brenner. Uh, his ADP right now is in the middle of the eighth round, uh, which is, man, that is a sweet spot for me when you're drafting a starting tight end. Um, that means you've you've go, gone ahead and filled out your whole roster. You've got your flex, you got your running backs, you got your receivers. I might not have a quarterback yet, but I will. Uh, I would take Vance McDonald at at that point. Uh, his 2018 stats: he had 50 receptions on 72 targets with four touchdowns. Not huge, not bad, but a hundred and let's see, was 168 targets that went to Antonio Brown are now free. They're they're out in the air, and people need to grab them. I, we talked about it uh, last week with the quarterbacks. Juju Smith-Schuster isn't going to see 200 targets. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Even if 130 or 40 of the 168 targets that went to Antonio Brown went to Vance McDonald, that would be a, amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, that's roughly about two more targets per game than what he already had, which would put him over 100 targets for the season. And as opportunities king, 100 targets to my tight end that I got in the eighth round makes me a very, very happy boy. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, So I think that um, the one risk with Vance McDonald is his touchdown count. Uh, it's never been all that high. Uh, he's been in the league six years and he's had 12 total touchdowns in those six years. Uh, for those years were with San Francisco, San Francisco hasn't been good for a while. Uh, but it could be that, uh, Vance and big Ben don't really mesh in, in the, uh, in the end zone very well, but I, I just, I don't think that's the case. I think the, the more likely case in that scenario is that big Ben and Antonio Brown did mesh so well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just got those touchdowns. That's who he trusted in that situation. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to figure out why maybe those those numbers have been so low throughout his career, but that's probably a really good reason. Um and I it's not gonna let me it's not gonna scare me from from taking him in the draft. I I I, no. I spoke about if if the guy that you want go like you lose the guy that you want, that Jimmy Graham would be the, the person to maybe go get late. This is the guy that I want. So and yeah. like I said, I, I actually look for those like low touchdown rates with players because you're going to see that. Like uh, Melvin Gordon's first year, I, I don't yeah. think he uh, made it into the end zone. And then the next year, he made it into the end zone a ridiculous amount. Yeah, like, it, re it really does feel like it, it doesn't feel right that he scored so few touchdowns. I agree with you. Um, the last thing I want to say basically is 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that next season when we're drafting, we're talking about drafting George or excuse me, Vance McDonald ahead of people like George Kittle and Zach Ertz. Maybe even ahead of Travis Kelsey. I don't know. That might be crazy, but ahead of ahead of the other two uh, big three, if, no, if that's what you'd like to. No, call. I, I absolutely agree with you. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I, okay, I, Jordan I, Reed. I think it's too a little too much for me, but uh, but I I do think he's severely undervalued. I could like I could see him over like OJ Howard and and maybe like a Kittle. You know. Uh, yeah. I could see him. I see him. Uh, I see him as a kittle. So, I think. I think if Big Ben does not retire at the end of the season, we could be seeing a real big uh, jump in the ADP for Vance McDonald. But time will tell. All right. So I'm gonna uh, get into my last uh, tight end on this list. Uh, I went with Noah Fant. He's a rookie uh, coming into Denver. So uh, I knew Perry would like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I want to start out by saying he is a rookie. Rookie tight ends almost never hit. It's a rarity. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. Yeah, and so that being said, <laughs> let's talk about his opportunity and skill. So Fant is the best Cast or pass catching tight end coming out of the draft, uh, and he's walking into the Broncos with like a murky receiving core uh, pecking order. So he could possibly just end up being like their best receiver on that team. That's like not crazy to think. Uh, their tight or for their team that down there in Denver, they have the best quarterback for a tight end you could want with Joe Flacco. Uh, Joe Flacco loves throwing to the tight end. He's made a career out of it. He also has a dark, mysterious beard that just draws me to him uh, that he's grown this offseason. So it makes me love him a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so I'm not telling you, like, you should go for this guy early. I'm not telling you, oh, you go pick Noah Fant in the eighth round. Don't do that. That's stupid. Go ahead and pick this guy up with your last pick. You see how he turns out. You have no emotional attachment to him. You could drop him on week two if if you don't like him. Uh, I, I mean, you could you could pick him up as your second tight end, really, if you wanted to, and drop him before even the end of the season. We talked about it a few weeks ago. You don't have to draft a defense. You don't have to draft a kicker. Absolutely. Sit, sit on Noah Fant for a little while. And see, the preseason, if he goes out and he's the man, you could have a, a steal. Yeah, you'll look like a genius. Yeah. And if you miss, no harm, no foul. Drop him and pick up, you know, the Washington Redskins defense, you know? Well, <laughs> I, I can't uh, put my name on that. Don't I don't advise that. <laughs> uh but yeah, so that's that's my last uh, tight end I wanted to talk about. Uh, Perry, you want you got another one? Yeah, I do. I have one more here. Uh, Austin Hooper. Uh, I wanted to talk about Austin Hooper. Uh, he's kind of number two on my list of guys I'm targeting behind Vance McDonald. Um, I could see an argument of putting him ahead. Uh, basically, 
I think Austin Hooper might be the most underrated tight end, or at least the least talked about right now, uh, with really high skill. This guy's really good. Um, he finished sixth uh, at the tight end position last year, uh, and it's only his fourth season. Justin just talked about rookie tight ends really struggling. That usually continues on for a couple of years. It's a really tough position in the NFL. It's a really hard position to learn. Austin Hooper is only in his fourth season, so I fully expect him to improve yeah he's he's got a great situation down there on a great offense and he's last year he seemed to finally be like the offense seemed to be clicking with them yeah yeah he had 71 receptions on 88 targets that's 71 receptions on 88 targets he catches almost everything thrown at him he only had four touchdowns justin talked about melvin gordon earlier uh, about the the low number of touchdowns it just doesn't feel right that he only had four touchdowns. I think it could be closer to eight uh, with similar receiving numbers. I don't know if he's going to quite get to 100 receptions. I think right around that uh, 88 to 90, 95-ish is, is pretty high for him. I think his ceiling is around 95. But if you tick that touchdown number up to eight, and we're, we're lumping this guy in almost with the big three, um, just, just behind them, I think we'd put him above O.J. Howard at that point. Um, the nice thing about the numbers is they're easily repeatable. The thing with George Kittles and, and Zach Ertz is we're chasing these huge outliers, these record-setting seasons, these things that never happen, and we're expecting them to happen again. Whereas with Austin Hooper, easily exactly what we got last year could happen again or better. Um, I don't think um, I don't think it would be crazy if he finished in the top three. Uh, but he's, I, I guarantee he'll finish in the top 10 as long as he stays healthy. The bottom line is he's on an explosive team with a really good offense. He's got a really good quarterback. He's got Julio Jones out there taking double and triple teams. He's And then Calvin Ridley on the other side, man. There, there's room here for Austin Hooper, and he gets to play, uh, play inside for half the season, which is always a bonus, right? Yeah, and I actually think their team's going to have to pass the ball a little bit more. Uh I mean, Freeman hasn't, uh, like, he's been having some health injury or health uh, scares. And then uh, they lost Tevin Coleman. And I really just don't think they have the the running back core down there to uh, support how much they ran in the past, uh, which I think will increase, actually increase their passing, which they're not low on on how much they pass the ball. So that'll just add targets to be had. Yeah. Okay. So that's... uh... There's eight tight ends uh, to go ahead and think about. Um, that was episode three, guys. Everybody, yeah, yeah thank you for being here. Uh, I think I just want to remind everybody about the giveaway that we have on Twitter right now for the Le'Veon Bell jersey. I think Justin's got it right there. If you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. Uh, it's there. It's ready to go. It needs a home. It's still packaged up. It could be yours. Uh, we just need the 300 followers on Twitter. We're getting close. Tell your friends, uh, tell your dad, tell your grandma. Uh, grandma could win a Le'Veon Bell jersey. That yeah, I mean, I would actually prefer it if someone's grandma won. That would just you know that would make my day. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for watching. If you watched on YouTube, uh, please shout out. Uh, we're happy to answer any questions. Happy to cover any players that people are, are curious about. Just let us know on Twitter, uh, comment on on YouTube, however you'd like to get a hold of us. Justin, anything you want to cover before we close it out? 
Uh, I just got one thing real quick. Uh, I just want to remind everyone, as always, suck it, Andy. Hashtag suck it, Andy.